Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor Jay North uh, here with Marcia Burden, the professor, uh, here on our What's Next podcast. And today, man, we just want to kind of discuss a little bit about Black. It is Black History Month. It is the month of February, um, and uh, we do have the you know denoted said thousands of times. We'll say it again. It is the shortest month in the year yes that has been designated <laughs> black history month uh, but nevertheless we're doing our best to, to celebrate it and to honor those who need to be honored and remembered uh commemorated and all that good stuff but uh marcia so let me ask you uh let me ask you this uh, does our church does our church the Seventh-day Adventist church mm-hmm. do you think it celebrates black history enough and i'm talking about not obviously not just our regional work here in north america but i'm talking about the world church and then black history is not just all necessarily about what happened to african americans obviously Mm -hmm. but do you think our church does a good job of not so good job about recognizing celebrating uh black history from from the adventist perspective i don't think they do any job (laughs) (laughs) honestly i don't think i don't think that they acknowledge it let alone celebrate it right Right. um of course us being within the regional conference black regional conference right of course we try to do our due diligence by having black history programming right and then it also helps that the north american division president is now you know a black man so Yeah. yeah uh obviously he's paid homage to it but like when we look at the general conference right which is headquartered in America, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, um, yeah. and we look at all of the like world leaders and like our messaging. I really don't see too much of anything, honestly. And we don't even promote. I know that my boss, Doctor London, he even wrote a book about civil rights. Okay. And um, Adventism, right? Yeah. We don't even promote literature that are written by our scholars, our pastors, people. Right. who were considered giants in this ministry that have yeah. talked about black history, has highlighted the plight for people of color. Yeah. We don't hear that at all. Yeah. It's 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 um it's kind of deafening um in terms of, you know, that we're not not hearing anything. It's almost like we're tone deaf as a denomination um which is pre- predominantly uh, the leadership of our organization from right. from top, you know, on the top or the higher levels, I should say, of the church, I think it's predominantly Caucasian mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, then sprinkled with, uh, you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. But I haven't seen, you know, I follow our church um, Twitter account mm-hmm. and I haven't seen any messaging. I haven't seen any type of push, any type of celebrating, any type of acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Towards uh, and listen, we're in the seat of Black Adventism. Mm-hmm. You know, Oakwood University, Oakwood University Church, um, Huntsville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are in the seat of Black Adventism, mm-hmm. and you think that we'd see something from our world organization to uh, recognize or acknowledge? Why do you think it's it, we, we're not seeing it? I think we're not seeing it because for some reason, as a people, even though we're bringing in the money, right, yeah. for the conference, 
we like to play nice in the sandbox, for lack of a better term. Okay. And we sit quietly, and we don't say anything about the fact that we are not even being respected and honored during a, a national commemoration yeah. of our history right. and I think that's the problem so you have people who are just being quiet and not speaking out and not demanding or not questioning why right, right? right. Um, our history isn't being acknowledged and it's being ignored but yet because we want to stay in position because we think so much of having a job with the general conference or mm having a job within the Adventist system, right. we prefer to not say anything at all rather than standing up for what we know to be true. Okay, okay. So you like to see, obviously you like to see uh, somebody in, in those areas, in those, in those workspaces um, say something. Like, hey, we need some, you know, some some major program, at least, you know, on a couple of Sabbaths, if not, you know, more, you know, maybe some stuff during the week. But at least, you know, I don't know about the periodicals. I don't know what, what uh, you know, what magazine that the church puts out. But um, I get a ministry magazine mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the February, February magazine didn't have anything... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of highlighting anybody, and we have a number of um, just major contributors mm-hmm. to the Seventh Day Adventist Church who are black. Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're from the Caribbean, whether they're from the from from Africa, or whether they're from uh, brown, black, brown, whether they're from you know the South Americas or here in the United States. Man, there's just, I mean, you cannot not acknowledge. The contribution that that we have made, and then from an evangelism standpoint, you know, black folk are still soul winning. Yes. To this day. Yes. <laughs> still soul winning. So, do you think? Let me. Let me. I don't want to get into into conspiracy theory, but do you think there's a, an agenda, or do you think that it's just um, insensitivity? Uh, I think it's both, right? Um, I mean, we could take it all the way back if we want to talk about the movement, even, of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay. Who was the first person to really receive the message? Yeah. I mean, you have uh, William Foy. Mm-hmm. Right? In mm-hmm. terms of the, vi- you know, he got the vision prior to Ellen White. He was a black man who, who faithfully, by, you know, he faithfully, even though, you know, I was taught something different, um, but... I'm glad our historians, you know, corrected that error. But he faithfully recounted um, the message. But yeah, it was a black man, right? So I mean, I think it's I think it's both. I think that again, and I told this to somebody the other day, the majority, the way they retain power is to shut out and cripple and mm-hmm. beat down and kill off the minority, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how they stay. And power. Um, and so when you look at our society, you look at where the General Conference is located. It's located in North America, specifically the United States, which is a majority white uh, population right. of people. You know, um, I'm not going to go down this road, yeah, but yeah. it's debatable 
<laughs> the ethnicity and race of Ellen G. White, but that's a whole nother yeah, story yeah, for yeah, a whole yeah, nother day. Listen, she has some color, y'all. Let's yeah. Go ahead and, uh, you know, bite the bullet. Right. That's that's <laughs> that's also a question. But when you see who's in charge, yeah. why would they acknowledge Black right. History Month? They're not black. Yeah. Right? So yeah. what why would they do it, you know? Um, but I think that I think that it's not a point of, oh, we forgot or oh we're uncomfortable. We're past that right. in twenty twenty one. Yeah. I mean, we've gone through many, many areas from slavery to Jim Crow to Black Lives Matter. I mean yes. every century we're coming up with a new movement to for the same issues, right? right? So now I think it's just a deliberate matter because the Lord is in this holy temple at all there keep silent. <laughs> That saying is used not only in the church, right. but in Adventism, period, okay? We are the silent people. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. We yeah. want to stay under the radar, yeah. not say too much, yeah. not say so hardly had, anything. Listen, so, you, you, I mean, listen, you've, uh, you, you, you've gone down a rabbit hole, and I'm going to chase <laughs> you, right? So, have we, has our Adventism... Um, not I shouldn't you know directly or indirectly, has it silenced us? Is is that a part of Adventist culture? Is to kind of take take the more docile approach um, that we believe Christ, we you know we you know we don't teach we don't we don't really preach hard about Christ you mm-hmm. know uh, with his whip we don't preach hard about him flipping over tables. Um, you know, he had to be, he had to be a tough guy. Dude walked everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't no wimp. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talk, you know, we, we talk about this turny of the cheek, this whole docile, mm-hmm. um, this lamb, mm-hmm. you know, dumb before his shearers. So, mm-hmm. so have we taken that too far so that, you know, in our culture, are we, are we silent because that's in the DNA or the fabric of, of, uh, of Adventism? And um, some of the decorums that we pride ourselves in here in America, they don't even exist there. Um, So, yeah, I do agree. I think that we have been silenced. And I think that um, a lot of times we can't even be free, even in our religious beliefs and practices, which is very sad. Mm. And that kind of really has just kind of played into, um, you know, us not really speaking out when we need to speak out and, mm-hmm. and, and being a part of, you know, major movements. But but we are seeing and we have seen, you know, there's there's been there's been little rays of hope throughout throughout black history. Mm-hmm. Specifically Adventist history. Mm-hmm. Um and we see and I believe it's uh in nineteen forty three or nineteen forty four where we see the, the Lucy Bayard incident um, there at the Washington Sanitarium, mm-hmm. um, which was the catalyst for um, the, 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 the greater organization telling, really telling us, go ahead and start your own conferences. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and start your own. You know, we just, we just wanted to have equality. And uh, based on the history that I've read, the, you know, the U.S. had already desegregated, mm-hmm. right? But the Adventist Church had had not. We, mm. we were behind. 
we were behind. Mm. Secular society mm-hmm. as it relates to desegregation and I guess the the quest for equality. We know that's uh, a, a moving target. But um, so, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, is do we, are we, are we seeing more and more, are we making any progress? I guess that's what I'm saying. Are we making progress within our own, denom- we love our denomination, we love the, uh, the tenets of our church, the beliefs of the church. We believe they're rooted in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we also know that sin is, is, is very real, still exists, mm-hmm. and uh, doing its ugly work. Are we, as Black Seventh-day are we making progress? Um, do you think we're making progress? Oh, okay. As a Seventh-day Adventist church, we are not making progress at all. The, okay. The racism. That's pretty, bold. That's pretty bold. Yeah, the racism that existed in the 60s and 70s and 40s and 50s and the 1800s, it's still the racism that exists today. Okay. And you and you see that on full display in, in the church, in our church? There, I mean, you look at... You look at what transpired in Southern just a year or so ago where okay. you had students um, calling black students the N-word and saying, why are you here, you know? And mm. Um, mm. you look at Man, the fact so that even now you can go to a Seventh-day Adventist church. You go to a, a white Seventh-day Adventist church, you're, you're going to only probably see white people, maybe a couple of black people. Okay. And if more black people start to come, which you know as a pastor, <laughs> then the white people that went to that church leave yeah. and they go and start a whole different church in a whole other community. Yeah. So it's still, the, it's still issues. I mean, even when you talk about the relationships between the black Adventist schools and the white Adventist schools, they don't mm. even exist. Yeah. Andrews, you talk about Andrews, you look at the shutout rate of opportunities for students who attended Andrews now, yeah. graduate, have a degree. Right. How many of them are hired to be on the pastoral staff? How many mm. of them are hired to be professors? How many mm. of them are hired to work okay. uh, a part of the institutional system? Right. Hardly any. You probably could count on two hands, honestly. Mercy. Mercy. Um, and these are people who live up there, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so... You know, you still see, you still see it today. Now, as Black Adventists, I will say that we, at times, have become bolder, right, about what we're willing to tolerate and not willing to tolerate. And I believe that in these last days, we'll even have a greater cry. Because okay. we're going to be on the battlefield trying to ensure that many, as many souls as possible are saved. And this is going to demand some funds, some support, right. some assistance from right. not just local churches, but the global church. Okay. And I think, I think that, um, you know, we have some young adults and we have some middle-aged adults that are really still on fire and they are bold i mean you look at pastor bird you look at claudia allen you look at uh myron edmonds you know you look at some of these people and they are in pulpits on on um television interviews uh writing and saying this is wrong we've been part of an institutional issue within our church and we can't take it anymore and i think that um i think that's going to continue to happen so i i'm excited because i i feel like as african-americans we never lost our fight Right. But now with technology, we can expose even more. Gotcha. Right? We gotcha. can upload a 
video yeah. instantaneously yeah. to yeah. show how we're treated. And so they can't hide behind just rhetoric. Okay. But now we have live, direct evidence and proof okay. um, to show this, the issues that our church still deals with. So, uh, so kind of head, kind of, kind of uh, head you back to you know the initial part of our conversation. Let's let's look at the the North America. Let's look at us in North America. Um, now we do have a black um, president of the North American division. The the church mm-hmm. here in North America is the the leader of the church here in North America. Mm-hmm. He is an African American. Um, do you expect him? Is there an expectation? Of him to bring even greater awareness to some of these disparate disparaging things, uh, statistics within the Adventist Church, or do you see him kind of like, um, maybe for lack of a better better comparison, like like an Obama? Um, very, we're, we're excited that he was elected. We're excited that you know what I mean. Uh, he represents us and all that, but you know he still got to be the president of a country. <laughs> full of people of all races, right? So do you see, you know, um, I guess G. Alexander Bryant, good man, very nice man. I, I met him on a few times, you know, wonderful guy, you know, has come up the ranks, uh, done it the right way, um, and, and he's more than well-deserving, more than well-qualified to lead. But do you see, do you think that, that he's going to, bring greater awareness or do you think you know he has to really be concerned about hey now that i'm in this position as a black person i have to demonstrate that i can i can govern everybody equally even though my particular group hasn't been equally treated treated equally okay so i'll give you two answers i'll give you the good old marcia is the seven day Venice her whole life answer <laughs> okay and then i'll give you the raw honest okay Un- what uncut. i believe yeah, yes all right so the good old marcia has been a seven day Venice all her life answer is you know uh, i'm glad to see him in this position yeah. uh, i don't know him personally but i have interacted with him a couple of times and i do believe that he has a vision yeah um and i do believe that he is going to be trying to move us forward to some, how can I say, uh, as a collective body um, to move forward in our processes uh, as a church in the North American division, in our collaborativeness, um, in our engagement. So I do see him doing that. Um, Now, the raw, uncut version of Marcia, (laughs) um, unfortunately... Typically, the per- people who are extremely bold uh-huh. and are radical, right? A lot of times, those are not the people that are elected to uh, serve as power in conservative organizations. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. And 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 I think we both can agree that that our denomination is very conservative. Yes. Okay. So. I think that because he was elected to this position, I think he was elected on purpose. Okay. I don't believe he's going to be radical. So I do, since you used Obama, I could see him being more of an Obama. Okay. Right? Getting some good things done, but not necessarily, like, going hard for his his specific... People group. Yes, his specific people group. Gotcha. Um, It's interesting because... I actually would like him to challenge the status quo. Mm, okay. 
And more importantly, I would like him, you know, being Oakwood alum and okay. all of that. I would really like him to tap into the younger generation, you know, um, tap into the alum of his alma mater. Okay. Um, because that's where you're going to, even if he doesn't want to be radical, if he taps into these people, they can effectuate some radical changes. Uh, so that's what I would like to see. Personally, if I if I could talk with him, I would like for him to create some positions, you know, mm. have mm. A, a the new term diversity, equity, and inclusion, <laughs> right, right? Right, right? Have a diversity, equity, inclusion team. Have a collegiate team. Okay. Have some innovative, radical thinkers, right? right? People who are trying to move towards kingdom. Okay. Kingdom building. Okay. Um, not just for personal gain, but right. kingdom building, but not also just status quo. Right, not just status quo. And and who are gonna be inclusive. Okay, okay, all right. I think that's I think that's a fair um a fair assessment of, of what it is. And again, I you don't you don't get your right, you don't get to those positions um by being overtly outspoken mm-hmm. or being um what some might call radical mm-hmm. or you know, pushing against the grain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I do think that that <clears throat> there is a there is a spiritual purpose mm-hmm. um, and an awareness that just just him being in that position gives mm-hmm. um, specifically to individuals who look down on us, look down on our intellect, our ability to lead, our ability to administrate. Um, and, and so it, so it changes the perception to some degree, um, just having him in that position and, and we definitely want him to do well. We're, you know, we're rooting for him and we want him to do an exceptional job and to move this church, you know, into where it needs to be in, uh, in, in 2021. So I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying and I don't necessarily disagree with, with that, but you want to see a little more radical, um, some more a little radical more radical change take place and, and when i say that let me be clear i don't have a problem right with the background and backbone of our domination being conservative i have no problem with that okay. i have no problem with rules and procedures and structure i have no problem with that at all okay. but what i have a problem with is i think that as the church we're a part of the seven churches, but not the good ones, right? I, I Laodicea, you know, uh, you know, it's dead. You know, I I want to see a revival, and that's why I keep reiterating the point: kingdom building. We cannot keep operating the way we have over the last hundred years or so, um, and expect. Uh, more people and more souls to be brought into the kingdom. We mm. have got to update and move with the times. Okay. And honestly, okay. the times right now, technology is everything. Yeah. You know, um, uh, having all kinds of faces and races, that's that's the thing right now. Okay. Um, getting out there doing footwork, right? Okay. Getting out there exposing inefficiencies, especially. Exposing problems, okay. coming together, having town halls, having a uh, protest, you know, huh. having movement, right? Okay. I want to see movement. And in order to see movement, you got to have people that are sold out yes. for God and who are on fire, right? Okay. It, 
the Bible said it. It's the young people, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna yeah. finish this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, we we believe that the young people will finish the work. Um, I, I'm not sure. You know, we look at that every. Uh, you know, we look at that quote, and uh, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, you know, how are we interpreting this thing correctly? What is what is the term young? But that's how we've read it. We've read it. Young people will will rise up and uh, and finish and finish the work. So. I tell you what, I would still like to see, kind of circling back to our original thing, I would still like to see our denomination at least take, uh, at least during this month, this shortened month, take a more active approach, mm -hmm. a more intentional approach to um, highlighting at the black contribution to mm -hmm. the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And maybe, and maybe there, maybe it's happening. But I'm just not seeing it in any of the publication or any of the social media. Right. I'm just not seeing it reflected. And uh, and and if and if it is, I, I definitely will stand correct, be stand stand corrected, and apologize. But I'm not seeing it. Mm -mm. And uh, and then on the flip side, you know, we're not seeing that during this time. And then and then when our country was was uh, kind of acting a fool mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't see anything condemning <laughs> the behavior of you know some of the sinful behavior of our uh, our counterparts right what I found interesting is that all of a sudden when there was the riot of the capital yeah we needed to have a day of prayer right but earlier, yeah. In 2020, yeah. when people are being shot and killed in the streets, protesting yeah. for the fact that they're black and for their yeah. rights, yeah. there yeah. was never a, we need to take a day of yeah. prayer. Yeah. So I found that very, yeah. very interesting. I just want to throw that in yeah. there. That's, that speaks volumes. That definitely speaks volumes. But see, we got a ways to go. You know what I mean? We got a ways to go in this work. Um... And and next week I wanna I wanna kind of tackle next week. Has having our own conferences here in North America, our own regional conferences. If you wanna, you know, regional is the uh, politically politically correct term. Black conferences, mm -hmm. even though there's a sprinkle, you know, there's a couple white churches in you know in them. There's some obviously some um, Asian churches. There's a number of Hispanic churches and. Mm -hmm. um, whatever the case may be, but black conferences, is it helping us still today mm -hmm. or is it, is, is, is there, is it hurting us in some respects? Mm -hmm. Us, us kind of keeping to ourselves, doing our own thing. Um, I, I'd love to get your, your perspective on that as a young adult. And, uh, cause I've heard, you know, so many different things said, but I'd love to get your perspective on that uh, on that kind of subject as a young adult. So that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about next week, man. Regional conference, black conferences, man. Are they are they uh, obviously they they serve the purpose? Do they continue to serve that purpose? And is there something else we need to do mm -hmm. um, to uh, demonstrate that we have the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in this in this church in this denomination? So. Uh, listen, this has been good stuff, man. Here on What's Next, we want to continue to push the envelope and challenge your thinking and thought processes. Um, so once again, I'm Pastor Jay North here at the Woody Church with the professor, uh, the 
one and only Marcia Burden. All right, take care, everybody.